Hello and welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com, covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. In this episode, Equipment Today editor Becky Schultz talks with Terry Dolan, CEO of Hybrid Lift, who shares his perspective on the rental and aerial lift industries, looking back at what occurred in 2019 and what the industries will be focusing on in 2020 and beyond. Let's dig in with Becky and Terry now. What I'd like to take a look at is what your perspective is on both the, the rental industry as a whole and more specifically the, the, the lift equipment market um, in 2019. What, what is your perspective on how the market, those mar- the markets fared in 2019? And were there any um, significant advancements that the industry saw or maybe particular challenges that the, the industry had to, to move past? Yeah, so I would say, I mean, 2019 was, was a challenging year for, for uh, all the industries, mainly because we were all, you know, a lot of focus on the development for the new 9220 standards. Right. right. A, lot of, a lot of engineering, a lot of resources uh, went into uh, ensuring that we can all uh, meet the new standards, mm-hmm. get educated on the new standards, establish the strategies to make sure that we're, we're providing the information that we need to for for our customers, and there was a lot of focus on that. I think for for everybody in the in the uh, in the industry, and you know, again, we've all been aware of the new standards here for a couple of years, and um, you know, kind of kept it and pushed out and pushed out, but all of us had to be heavily focused on redesigning, designing, and preparing to meet those standards and winding down the uh, the prior year standards. And I think you know, from the from the rental company's perspective, you know, the first part of the year was 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 real strong in their, you know normal buying cycles, and then the second half of the year, uh, it was still relatively strong. But as you started to see the you know, the rental companies getting prepared to switch to you know for ninety two twenty, they started having to manage how much am I bringing in of the older product versus the new product. You know, the old product will, will still be authorized to work on jobs. It still meets the standards. You know, it can still be used. But at some point, there may be contractors who start saying, I only want product that meets this new standard on my job site. So you saw the rental companies starting to prepare for that and get educate, educated for that. So, you know, from that, from that um, idea, it was, it, was, it was a challenging year. You know, you saw some new competitors coming into the marketplace. You have a, a number of uh, competitors that have entered in from China, which, you know, it's a crowded space and making the space a little bit more crowded. And, sure. you know, um, again, competitors don't, don't worry us from the standpoint of, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going we're gonna to develop our brand, we're going to build our promise, and we're going to continue to grow our business from that perspective. Um, but it is interesting to see more and more competitors coming into the space as, as they try to find ways to grow their businesses, and North America, of course, being one of the largest markets in the world. Um, you know, areas that we don't enter, you've seen a lot of innovation, et cetera, into to boom lifts, into, into knuckle booms, and those kind of products. Uh, spider lifts, et cetera. So you see, you've seen more categories of lifts. Uh, so, I, again, I think this market continues to mature. I think it continues to focus on how we how we help people work at height safely and productive. And I just think you, you're continuing to see innovation for that. So looking now then um, at 2020, what do you anticipate um, we'll see going forward as in the, over the coming months? 
um, for both the rental sector and for the lift equipment industry. What do you see are, are the biggest opportunities, though, as, uh, you know, what are some of the challenges the industry might be facing? So, again, I think from a standpoint for the industry, I think we're all focused on making sure we're educa educating on 9220, sure. right? And, and, and it's beyond just the how the product is produced, but it's how people are trained, how, how people are familiarized. And I think you'll you'll see continue a lot of focus on that. Uh, there's still, I'll say, a, a lot of people in the rental industry that still aren't completely aware of what it all means. So I think a lot of focus on education in 2020 to, to, to help our rental partners and to help end users continue to become more knowledgeable of what all this means for them because even though they may be using an older product on site, they still need to have familiarization on their on their job sites. They still need to have safety plans on their job sites. So a lot of education, I think, goes there. Um, I think, you know, I think the space that we're in, I think you'll see continued growth in. You know, again, as we define low-level access, this kind of 19-foot class and below, I think, you know, that, that market is con continues to be a relatively strong market. The below 18-foot market has been strong in 19, and I think it will continue to grow in 2020. Um, I think some of the other larger uh, products, you know, and again, I, it, from what I see and from what I, you know, I can tell, it just looks like it may be relatively flat in those larger categories. Um, you know, as, as you know, rental companies either try to extend the life of, et cetera. But um, on the lower products, I think you're going to still see uh, relatively uh, decent growth. Excellent. Okay. Great. So. You had mentioned some things, uh, well, just briefly earlier about um, some of the innovations that are coming. Do you anticipate any um, new trends or technologies that we might start seeing in the lift equipment sector in 2020 and, and perhaps beyond um, that we should kind of keep an eye on or be watching for? Yeah, I think um, more intelligence to the operator. Okay. So... Well, today, uh, you know, prior machines, a lot of them, you know, up in the operator's platform were simple controls that raise, lower, um, you know, drive and steer. And I think you're going to start to <clears throat> see more trends to provide more information at the operator at height. Um, you know, so for instance, in, in our new Pro Series, uh, we've introduced a new upper controls that we refer to as intelligent controls. And in intelligent controls, it will provide the operator at their visual, it will provide them, you know, what does my battery life last at, at, at the time? So I'm not risking, and before, I had only, the only way I could see what my battery charge was was on the side of the machine at the base of the machine. So now I can constantly see I have 58% of my battery left. I got 42% of my battery left so I can manage uh, as safer on the job site. Uh, with the new standards, one of the things that will be challenging in some instances is that um, all of the units have to have purchase load sensing in there. So whatever the unit is rated to lift, it cannot lift greater than that capacity. So before, you might have seen units that had 500 pounds of lift capacity, but really they were set that the customer could pick up 600 pounds, 700 pounds, 800 pounds, 
and that's what put people at risk. We have always have focused on safety, and when our units were rated for 600 pounds of lift capacity, although structurally, hydraulically, it could lift greater, we were very cognizant and set, the, set everything to not lift more than that. So for customers who are used to, at times, being able to, to operate at a higher capacity than what it's rated for in the new machines, you'll see customers who may be asking, like, what's happening? Why is the machine not lifting? So for machines that are rated, so our machines rated 650 pounds of lift capacity. If I raise, if I go up to height, and there's a single person in there that weighs 200 pounds, the unit's going to go up and down, you know, and function properly. If that individual brings material into that platform that exceeds the lift capacity, there's onboard, we're monitoring what that capacity is through pressure sensors. It will not come down if they exceed the lift capacity. Or if I bring material on at the base, and I exceed the lift capacity, once the unit gets to 20% of height, it'll stop because now I can tell what weight's in there and it's going to say you're overloaded. And we'll, so we'll have an overloaded alarm come on, but in our intelligence polls, it actually tell them you're 10% over, you're 15% over, you're 5% over what percentage you are to max capacity because we want to provide that information. So I think, I think what some of the things you'll see is a lot more intelligence uh, provided and feedback to the operator to give them the information they need. <clears throat> I, think, I think you also see expansion of telematics in the industry. I was going to ask you about that. <clears throat> How do you see that being applied in the lift equipment sector compared to, uh, um, say, the earth-moving sector where it's a little bit more um, familiar? Yeah, so from here, I think it would be a lot. You know, like I want a just general location where the units are at all times, right, because a lot of these rental companies have, you know, not tens, but they have hundreds, if not, you know, over a 1,000 units on rent at any given time, and the product's moving around, and they need to be able to do that. I think you'll see when customers are taking units off rent, they'll be able to manage that off rent better than what they could before because they can track the hours and, you know, the customer, we don't pick it up for three days. They can either decide to charge the customer for those extra couple of days if they used it or at least understand. I think you'll see more intelligence information come back. You know, one of the biggest challenges for, like, electric scissor lifts is battery, right, and battery charging. And, you know, often you'll have rental companies that, that do service calls because the contractors call them up and say, hey, the machine's not operating. I don't know why. I don't know why. I had it plugged in all last night, and it's not operating. Well, they had it plugged in, but they had it plugged into the power platform instead of the charge. So now with, with telematics, the the dealer we should be able to pull, we'll be able to pull up that unit and see what's going on with that unit. What, did, did it charge last night? Was it plugged in? You know, those kind of things. And I think from that, it's going to be a fantastic tool for um, – for rental companies to manage the, and help their contractors utilize the product better. Absolutely, I could I could see that as well. <laughs> Great. Is there anything else specifically that you can think of that offer opportunities, um, whether it's for uh, the lift equipment companies themselves or for the rental centers in terms of the the types of innovations and advancements that are coming forward in the lift equipment sector. I think, you know, again, I think there's there's so much that's going to be coming at them. Sure. 
And, and really, I think what the rental companies need to do is they really need to focus on becoming familiar with the new ANSI standards and what are required to make sure they're helping their customers, right? We're all about downstream, helping everybody work at height safely, and I think they need to be heavily focused on that. And then looking at the trends that are happening with things like a, a leak guard, with the elimination of diapers, to be able to offer these types of things to our customers that really eliminates the chance of any oil and those kind of things getting on ground. Uh, I think telematics, getting up to speed on telematics and understanding it's a large investment that these companies have to make to be able to you know, put this on large fleets, but really starting to see what the payback is from unrecovered service hours that they go out to job sites that really were needless uh, trips because the unit wasn't plugged in properly or wasn't getting enough uh, uh, charge. So I just think it's an exciting industry, right? Now I've only, I, I'm, I'm fairly new to the industry. Again, I've been around that, uh, the equipment space for 30 years, but I just think you're going to continue to see a lot of those types of ideas, and I think you'll see uh, more trends on how we make the operators safer but also more productive in the future. Absolutely. I, I think you're 100% spot on. It's actually, you know, I've been in this industry for a number of years myself, and I have to say the last couple of years have been some of the most exciting in a long time, just in terms of the technology and the innovations that are coming forward that can really drive safety and productivity and performance. And so it's a fun time to be in the industry right now. <laughs> I think it's a, yeah, it is. And, you know, our, our little company, we're going to uh, make sure, you know, uh, we're heard because we think, again, we're, uh, we're, not a, we're not a niche player. Um, you know, we don't have the, the big booms and 40-foot lifts, uh, but we think in the market that we serve, we've led this industry, we're going to continue to lead this industry, and we're going to drive more innovation in this space. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have fun this year. We're entering a very crowded space in the 19-foot sector. Uh -huh. um, but again, the, the, best, the great thing for us is we weren't creating a machine. We were creating. Right. So having having the flexibility from ground up to be able to develop a product into that space instead of modifying something to meet a standard enabled us to take the standard and say, how can we improve that space? Well, that's it for today. Thank you to Terry Dolan of Hybrid Lift for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every Monday for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. Make sure to subscribe and share. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time. <laughs>